everybody. Hi, guys. Well, from Salt Lake City, Utah, it's Thank God I'm Atheist, the podcast. I'm Frank. And I'm Dan. And coming up today, uh, an interview. Yeah, we'll be uh, we'll be talking to a fellow podcaster. Yeah. Uh, so that's a good thing. That'll be fun. Yeah. Yeah. We Dude. actually haven't even talked to him yet. Yeah. This is legit. This is before the interview. Yeah, you and I. are faking here. Right, right. We don't know what we're going to say <laughs> right now. Who knows what will happen? Maybe he'll call us out uh. and, and tell us we're awful. But then we have to play it because we promised an interview. I know. And Ooh, the excitement. There's no other time to record. Do you guys feel the... The, 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 the electricity in the air. Oh, it's something. Gonna, it's something. That's how I'm going to put it. How you feeling, Frank? You're w- welcome back to the show. Well, thanks. Um, I don't know if you can still hear it in my voice, but I'm 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 still not over this thing. Yeah. It's been. You sound pretty good. It's been twelve or thirteen days now. It's crazy. Um, just awful, 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 awful cold. So our first story today. Oh, super viruses are attacking Frank. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I thought that was actually going to be a real segue. But, they're going to be um, they're going to be genetically engineered. Yeah, I'm I'm in trouble, guys. <laughs> it's bad. No, I um I have uh slept very little for uh. the last uh almost 2 weeks um because of a cough that just won't go away. Mm. Um so hopefully I'm able to get through the show with uh my little stash of halls and you don't hear me smacking too much. Yeah. Um, so, well, hopefully we're doing. <laughs> hey, there's a, a a big thing before we get into our our regular news story. Yeah. There's a big announcement today. Do you want to do you want to go ahead and spew it to everybody? Uh yeah, gay marriage is legal. That's right. The United States of America all across these great yeah, United the States. Yeah, the whole country. The Supreme Court. Yeah. I I mean, I'm not surprised. No. I'm not surprised. I, I I figured that's where where it was going to go, but it was a little bit. There's a little bit. Of, a little bit on the, I was I was anxiously anxiously awaiting. So. Well, this, this court has done a very good job of like try, trying to of like avoiding actually making the decision. Yeah, finding a technicality that they can just say, yeah. "Oh, we will just send this back to the states or whatever." Yeah. So, yeah, well, who, who knows? But the problem with this court also is uh, that. Uh, it's got some illeg- some legitimate crazy on it that's a little a little scary mm-hmm. in the form of Scalia. Yeah, that scary guy. Scalia is. Uh, uh, I don't like that guy very much. Boy, howdy! I, the, the, he the thing, keep, thinking about him keeps me up at night. The thing about nightmares. <laughs> he, he's the boogeyman. It's really just his jowls that keep me up at night. But <laughs> Scalia's jowls are hiding under your bed. <laughs> They're gonna come and get you, Frank. <laughs> <laughs> The thing that's funny about Scalia is, and what you and I were talking about, you know, all of the dissenters in mm-hmm. in the in the case here wrote their own dissents. Yeah, they were all very very grumpy. Yeah, about this whole thing. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and what, what's the, what? And what you and I were talking about was that there's this. It's so clear. I mean, Scalia is the one that makes it the most clear. It's very obvious with mm. Justice Scalia. That he can be understand, like he's a smart man. He knows oh. the law. Oh yeah, but his religion just gets in the way. His religion means more to him than the law does, and so mm. he just is blinded mm-hmm. to certain things. Yeah, uh, because he because his religion is the most important thing. Yeah, yeah, uh, that's dangerous. It's 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 terrifying. It's really it's, it's and it's, uh, it's really it's, scary. We yeah. can't we can't have another one like him. No, that's we, not allowed. No, it's like, w- yeah, 
it's, so that I, would be that, scary. That, that's the scary thing going forward is uh, what uh, any what the next. Fortunately, his generation like. will be dying out. Uh, yeah, but and I still think uh, if you get a chance to to see Scalia, go and startle the guy. I just <laughs> I don't want anyone to attack him. But uh, if you startle him, I still think he's he's <laughs> he's one good boo away from a heart attack, and that would make me very happy. Oh God! Uh, but, but he's got good good medical care. He he he'd, he'd probably survive. Yeah. You know, it was probably like one of those little, um, little briefcase uh, uh, heart shock <laughs> machines, whatever those are called. <laughs> a defibrillator. The defibrillator. It was probably know. just somebody with one of those walking behind him at all times. Maybe I'll wait until he's got a big old leg of or ham in his hand it, or something. He, or he just wears one. He just has, he just a, has a little button. Un, under his robe, there's a, continu- <laughs> there's, a, there's a defibrillator that just stays attached to his body. <laughs> I was going to say it. Oh, hang on a second. <laughs> okay, uh, what I was going to say... <laughs> Argle bargle, <laughs> or maybe argle bargle is the sound that it may, that he makes when uh, when his when his defibrillator goes. Uh, just so that everybody argle bargle, everybody you should just. This ruling is a case of argle bargle. All right, why don't you tell us a story? <laughs> okay. Um, I am uh, actually go to a story in California. Okay, um, that looks at um, or that's dealing with the, the fact that Cal- the California Assembly, uh, their state uh, lawmaking legislative body, yeah, um, this week passed uh, one of the strictest mandatory vaccination laws in the country. Okay. Wow. Uh, they are joining uh, third, thirty some odd states that uh, that say that, uh, that 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 no longer allow parents to um, uh, have like a personal belief exemption. Oh, or it's just some closely held belief. Right. There are thirty some odd states that that say no, that's not cool. Um, but they are joining just. Th- they are now just one of three states. Uh, that's that have uh, gotten rid of any kind of religious exemption for really? vaccination. Wow. Uh, yeah, that's a thing. Um, because the problem is, of course, um, California um, being a uh, ha- having sort of liberal leanings um, has, uh, for whatever reason, this anti-vaxxer thing does very well. In a lot of these liberal enclaves, it does. I really don't understand it. I don't either. Um, it's it's anti scientific, um, and uh, it, it's it's just bizarre. But anyway, um, they have decided, of course, as a state now, that the collective health of its population is more important than um, the leaving it up to people to decide whether than, or not than the religious beliefs. Yeah. Of the, yeah. Well, the problem is. And if maybe we can fix this, and the, it would and it would be good for all the religious people. 
the the problem is that the the viruses don't seem to care about your religion <laughs> and they don't really listen too well to your praying right and so like so. maybe if you can fix that then we can <laughs> let you have the religious exemption <laughs> like if your praying started to work on the viruses ah uh, yeah or you know it, yeah. yeah if, if we, we didn't see a, a dip in the uh, you, yeah. the protection provided you know sort of the the, the what is it called the herd vaccination right right, right. where because there's a certain percentage of the population that cannot be vaccinated due to perhaps an allergy or, uh, or to something in the vaccination, an actual legitimate vac- uh, thing, or perhaps they have a, a weakened immune system for some reason. Right, and there um, and there are some. There's a small part percentage for whom vaccines don't work, and that's true too. So, so it, that's why the the herd uh, the the herd immunity is herd so immunity, is yeah. so important. Yeah. Uh, but maybe it's not. Maybe uh, if Jesus would intervene <laughs> with the viruses, it would be fine. Yeah, yeah. What was the percentage? I actually said the percentage on the show a couple episodes ago. It was like 91% or 92% of the population, something like that, has to be vaccinated for for you to actually have that herd yeah. immunity. Yeah, I think, right? it's like, I think it's like 92%. Some, somewhere you can have, a, you can have an 8% uh, thing yeah. and then everything, and then it'll still work. Yeah. But if, if it's over 8 we all die. We're all going to <laughs> no, die. We don't all die. Oh, but you. But what ends up happening is, uh, for example, um, children who are too young to be vaccinated yeah. are now all of a sudden way more susceptible. Right. One of the cases that happened uh, in that horrible Disneyland thing, where 150 kids uh, contracted measles. Yeah. In uh, on one particular day in Disneyland. Yeah. That, that's a nice. That's not good. Nice. Nice way to spend your time at Disneyland. Getting. Well, you infected. don't. The thing is that but, your time um, at Disneyland isn't ruined because you can. Cause no, it doesn't getting in. infected until it, a few days later. That ruined <laughs> your 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 experience. I don't care. Your memories of D- Disneyland are totally ruined. Um, but um, one of the kids was uh, five months old and therefore too young to be vaccinated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now this kid uh, has uh, been dealing with uh, the, the measles. Got the measles. Um, so, Not fun. Not yeah. fun. All right, I'm going to move on to uh, the state of Texas. We'll go from one huge state in our union to another, uh, where Texas Governor Greg Abbott has named a new chair to their state board of education. Oh, good. Uh, This one's an interesting pick. Why is that? Uh, It's uh, she was a member of the board, uh, Donna Bahorich. Bahorich. the strange thing about this is that she is a Christian extremist homeschooler. <laughs> oh boy! Uh, so so she, it's not the Board of Home Education. It is now. Oh dear God! I don't know. It's a. It's such a bizarre thing. She's a total ideologue. Uh, she, she wants to adopt. You know, she's one of these people that wants to adopt textbooks that criticize. You know, uh, that the criticize. Uh, uh, Sorry, I lost my train of thought because Frank is licking a a, a lozenge. Well, I can't put it in my mouth. I know. You hear it clicking I around. Know, I know. I just, I, I just looked over and Frank's like making eye contact with me and licking a lozenge. <laughs> Don't do that. That's creepy. <laughs> licking a lozenge. That'll be that'll be the title of this week's episode. Mm. Anyway, um, uh, so so yes, this woman, she's uh, you know she she votes obviously she's going to be voting for textbooks that are anti that are as anti science as they can be because right. she's all about 
Christianity and, you know, obvious Ugh. and, and you know, the the textbooks that they that they she already voted for have been criticized as wildly distorting American history. And uh, she, I mean, the fact is she rejects public education. Right. But she's in charge of it. That's not a good thing. That's a bad thing. It was bad enough just having her on the board. Now yeah. she's running the damn thing. Right. Oh my god. Yeah, it's it's a it's it's not good. Oh my god. Anyway, well, goodbye go. Texas. Yeah. Well, I think it's time just to let they 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 all Texans like to always remind you that in their state constitution there's supposedly like this right to like to secede, to secede at any moment, which right? of course they don't have. Of course not. I, yeah, but I think even if it's there, it's not real. No, right? No. Um, <clears throat> but we can let them go. I think it's time. I think we can I let them go. It's time. I think Texas should... is is. Uh, can we send... sorry, Mc... sorry, Mackenzie? Can but, we uh... send them along? With... <laughs> Texas seems really broken. I know we'll lose we, we'll lose out on some good things. Texas yeah. has some good things, and I, I, you know, it'll be sad to see them go. Austin is fun. Oh, Austin. Okay. And uh, I hear San Antonio's okay. San, uh, yeah. But you know what? We'll we'll just we'll just have to deal with that. We'll go. We'll come and visit you with our passports. Yeah, that's uh, fine. So uh, so We're off you go. Stay and we don't want you involved anymore. Take Mississippi and and Alabama <laughs> with you, and maybe Oklahoma. We'll give you Oklahoma too. Uh, you can be the United States of of uh, yeah Oklahoma can go of Christian uh, right wingers. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Anyway, what do we? What do you got? Uh, well, uh, I'm going to save that one. So uh, there's been this case that we've talked about, um, a, a court case uh, in dealing with uh, this conversion, Gata straight conversion therapy mm. case uh, that um, I think it was like in, did it start like in New Jersey? Yes. Is that where the, the first uh, case was? Well, um Oh, yeah, it was New Jersey, of course. Right. Um, so a New Jersey jury uh, has found uh, that uh, that claiming uh, that uh, you can cure people of their homosexuality uh-huh. is consumer fraud. Boom, baby. Isn't that amazing? Well, in for, first of all, uh, you'll, listeners will recall a few months and months ago uh, that... In that same case, there was already a ruling that said something to the effect of uh, you can't – it wasn't a ruling. It was the judge just sort of finding that there's a problem with making that claim considering there's nothing to cure. Right. Considering that uh, the American psychological and, and medical communities have decided that gay isn't yeah. a disease. Well, and, It's just being gay. And New Jersey is one of the states um, – actually – like one of the only places, right, to in the country um, <clears throat> that has outlawed um, therapists, licensed therapists, from providing conversion therapy to minors, mm. right? Um, there's just a couple other places in the country. Uh, let's see. I think California is one of them, um, Oregon and Washington, D.C. Uh, so it, it's not surprising that this happened in New Jersey. Um but isn't it fascinating how how quickly things seem to really be shifting or have shifted? I'm right. sorry, in this nation. Yeah. Uh, with regards to gay rights. When I mean, when I was first coming out in the in the 90s, it never would have crossed my mind that, it, you know, before I was 40, that there that the gay marriage would be legal. 
and barely it's... before you were 40 enough <laughs> enough there's a few months it's more barely for you well that's true but you probably weren't caring so much about it in the 90s as no as i was well, i cared but not that much for yeah, sure that's, yeah yeah i touch you personally right yeah, I, I, it, it is amazing. It's, uh, it's remarkable that that this has happened. It's a good day to be gay. It's a good day to be gay. Um, I think that that's great. I, do we want to go into any of the details of like what these therapy sessions look like? This article goes into some of the details. Tell, tell us a few details, just so that we get a sense of like what it, what it looks like to have someone try to quote cure you of your gayness. Um. Well. Uh. In individual and group therapy sessions, uh, clients were asked to undress and uh, touch themselves in the therapist's presence. Uh, They were also asked to beat effigies of their mothers with tennis rackets. Well, okay. And I'm going to go ahead and say that this kind of therapy, just so that our (laughs) listeners know... Uh, falls under the heading of the fuck it's that's abuse i mean that's not that's not just abuse that's 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 sexual abuse that's yeah. crazy talk yeah. and it's everybody psychological like yeah. everybody involved needs to lose any licensing that they have and they also need to yeah. go to jail probably where in in any kind of school for being a therapist right did, were they taught <laughs> Effigy beating, right? As as a therapeutic, you know, or naked self touching. Well, no, that one's actually really common. (laughs) I I have social anxiety disorder, and that's actually one of the things. That's sure, sure. (laughs) I just went to my therapist for depression. Apparently, whacking off in front of him is totally like a cure. (laughs) I felt a little weird about it, but he says it's really great. I but. I strangely feel a little better. I kind of liked it. I'm a little... I, my spirits are lifted. <laughs> feel a little less blue. I definitely got some endorphins. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> not acceptable, people. Uh, it depends on whether your counselor's hot or not. <laughs> if he's hot, then, well, okay. Thank you. <laughs> you just kind of want him to join in, though, yeah. the whole time. You're just sitting just, there like... I'll just look at him. Who cares? <laughs> Can you unbutton your shirt just a couple just slowly? Down? You, don't, you don't even have to do it. Just just play with the top just button. Just act like you're just unbuttoning. Button and rebutton. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Oh yeah, good, yeah, yeah, good, 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 good. Can you turn around? Okay. Believe me, if you're at a gay to straight conversion therapy session, that's going to turn you on. <laughs> oh my god. Man, like you are so 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 repressed at that yeah. point. Yeah. You know, yeah. The the sad part is, I mean, well, there's a million sad parts to this, but it does. It's like this. How can this help but fuck you up for a good long while? Probably half your adult life about your sexuality. Guess. Like yeah. you can't. You'll never. I mean, it's going to be a fight. Yeah. To to have just a normal, healthy, happy sex life. Yeah. After all of this, although you probably got some interesting kinks. Yeah. You probably walked away with some. Some interesting things to do in the bedroom. Right. Be my guess. How many of these guys now have boyfriends that are that are like, hey, just will you stand over there while I masturbate? <laughs> I find it hot. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. All right. I'll do it because I love you. <laughs> <laughs> will you look judgmental? Here, take this pad and paper. This pad and paper. Just look at me judgmentally like you hate me. <laughs> 
and despise every des- like, deep desire I have. Yeah. Anyway, oh. I'm going to move on to something much more depressing than all of that, or equally depressing. Anyway, France, uh, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just going to touch on this because it feels like we can't really let it go by. Yeah. Uh, but there was a there was a, a terrorist attack in France recently. Boy, they're having a rough time right now. They are indeed. Uh, a, a, uh, a man or a couple of men, it's a little confusing. The story hasn't really uh, sorted itself out yet. Yeah, uh, still very fresh. Yeah, they, they drove uh, a car into a couple of gas containers uh, at a... An apparently an American facility, uh-huh. a gas and and chemicals company, right? Meaning meaning gases, not 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 petrol, right? But uh, like CO two for beverage, yeah, and, uh, and oxygen for hospitals, right? And whatnot, right? Like that's the kind of stuff. That kind big, of stuff, exactly. Canisters of of compressed air for right whatever purposes, and and also liquefied uh, like stuff. liquid nitrogen Li- and, and that kind and of crap. liquid oxygen, I guess, Ooh, or something. Liquid I don't oxygen. I don't know. Uh, the the these people know what they're doing. This the site belonged to Air Products, which is a U.S. Uh, I, I would guess some liquid oxygen could make a big a big boom, big boom, yeah. indeed. And it did make a big boom. Um, and then there's th- this other part of it, this attack, which is that one of the facility uh, bosses was found decapitated with Arabic writing. Uh, scrawled in blood on his body okay so decapitated yeah yeah what, what so is, what is the radical <laughs> islamists obsession with cutting people's heads off well it kills them real good yeah but it's a thing like it's, it's not totally a thing like, I, I mean i think i think it's, you just it's, don't shoot them up you don't just you know it has cut that, their head off it has that extra je ne sais quoi that's certain don't use, special something. Don't don't use little French phrases when talking about <laughs> terrorism in France. It, I think cute. I think it has an extra terror element to it. it it's like is, is it? It's co- very symbolic. Is it Quranical? Maybe. It may, it, I I haven't read the Quran. Maybe maybe it will be. Huh? Um, is Quranical a word? Quranic? No, absolutely not. Cur- cur- my Quranic. My lower Quranic is. <laughs> I like a high Quranic uh, every now and then. Uh, so uh, Francois Hollande, the uh, the president of the company, has come out and called it a terrorist no, attack. Francois Hollande is the the whatever. president of France. That's why you said the company. Oh, the country is what is what word was trying to come out. Okay. Yes. Yeah. He's the president of He's France. He's a little bit bigger than just Air Products Incorporated. I don't know. <laughs> He's only the president of France. <laughs> okay, I'm par with <laughs> Anyway, he's come out and called it a terror attack. Uh, apparently, those suspects have been under uh, under surveillance for having possibly been uh, radicalized. Yeah. But this feels like uh, it could be. it's more personal because the guy worked there. Ah, so we got a, we got a, an issue here. We don't we don't know what's if you, here's what it smells like to me, and this is just a guess. This is not, oh, I love Dan's guesses. Let, is, let's uh, what is it, Dan? It smells like the guy has been sort of radicalized. He's been they've been training him to kill people, and then he was just like, oh, you know who I'd like to kill? <laughs> My fucking boss. <laughs> 
Like, this doesn't seem like it's an actual target. Like, there's no there's no target here. But He, was he just knew like, that he could get some explosions in. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, so yeah. He's it, like, it, it has that true je ne sais quoi. Yeah, I mean, uh, if, if you do smacks a, of, <laughs> just smacks of terrorism. If you do a, a beheading and some Arabic writing. It, and some blowing up. It, and some blowing up. Yeah. You're going to have the effect that you yeah. want. Yeah. So why not just. Why not be personal? Throw in a what guy it? that you hate in the meantime. <laughs> Aren't, you know, they've been making this so general. Their terrorism yeah. has been so generalized. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, or it's been specific to someone who's actually said something about Islam, as mm-hmm. in the case of Charlie Hebdo. Right. Uh, and why not just make it personal? Yeah. It's also, it's hooray for Allah and also fuck you, Jim. <laughs> Fucking hate you. Oh, that's that's just terrible, Dan. All right, let's go on to something less okay. depressing. Uh, well, it's depressing. Oh, good. But it's amazing. <laughs> uh, Bristol Pala and everybody's favorite uh, almost first daughter of the country, or second daughter. First, second daughter. First daughter of the second. What, what do you call the, the... The party of the first part. Is it? <laughs> anyway, go on. The uh, daughter of uh, Sarah Palin. Yes, indeed. Uh, who uh, she was the first daughter of of Alaska? Oh, that's there you go. Yeah, uh, she uh, you know she she was uh, during Palin's uh, while, while Palin was running yeah uh, for vice president. Uh, she uh, she had the she had the little baby right. Yeah, she already had the baby by the time her mother was running. Right, but this baby uh, born. Trip, Born out of wedlock. That's where I was. That was the no, those were the next words out of my mouth, Dan. You're welcome. Um, uh, and since then, has been on an abstinence-only crusade. Yes, indeed, she uh, has. And uh, I would also have to say, uh, probably, it would have, you'd have to be pretty self-righteous crusade as well. She was a figurehead um, for a thing. <laughs> That she did not, she clearly had her, not followed. Her highly hypocritical, <laughs> highly self-righteous uh, uh, crusade the, for abstinence. It was the do education. as I say, not as I did tour. Yes. Uh, well, uh, it could also now be the as I do tour. What? Uh, she is pregnant again. <laughs> uh, so this girl really believes it. She's she's wow. all about abstinence. Yeah. You know. She um, believes it. She just can't quite bring herself to continue to do it. <laughs> Which is... It, <laughs> it's amazing. It's amazing. Because just have the sex. Right. Just, Nobody will judge you. Right. You're, well, except, your, mom, your mom will. Your mom and, and a, lot of, a lot of people, people will People will be mad. But, 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 but it's okay, sweetheart. Yeah. Just don't say... Just don't go around preaching abstinence only. Right. Because don't first of all, act like you know that it works. You're the poster child for it not working. Right. You're proof that that's the wrong approach. Yes. In a in a nice package, you are the proof that it doesn't work, (laughs) and you're the one going around touting it. Yeah. It's it's it reminds one of the. uh, the, Do you remember the the episode of of the uh, oh what's his name the comedian. What? Black comedian on the used to have a show on Comedy Central. Chappelle. Chappelle. Thank you. God, Dave Chappelle. Do you remember his the 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 sketch that he did where he was 
a white supremacist because he was blind. <laughs> yeah. He was a black guy who was blind and thought he was white and he was a white supremacist. Uh, yeah. It's kind of that same feeling. Like, yeah. She's definitely blind to something. Yeah. Uh, She's not blind to how hot that one guy was. Well, the first one, I looked up the second one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She Wasn't she engaged? Uh, yes. I thought uh, she was engaged. Sort of uh, mysteriously called it off uh, not too long ago. Um, yeah. Oh, dear. Uh, the, but, you know, she's she is she is asking uh, everyone to please respect uh, her privacy during this time. Mm. Uh, uh, she, this, A.K.A. The, she don't says, ask me any questions right she now. She says, quote, I do not want any lectures <laughs> and I do not want... Any sympathy. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you don't, sweetheart, but guess what? You deserve a good lecture right now. Yeah. And, it's, and we're going to give you, we just gave you the one that you need. Right. You need the, You need to hear this. Yeah, the lecture isn't you were bad because you had sex. No, not at all. The lecture is shut your fucking mouth hole. Yes. You knew what you were doing the whole time. Yes. You know that you're a hypocrite. Yes. Just accept who you are and shut your fucking face. Yes. How old is this little lady? 24. Oh, geez. All right. Good God. Well, yeah. (laughs) It's weird. It's almost like sometimes people who are hyper-religious are just not acknowledging the reality of the human condition. Well, and she also doesn't understand what what could happen with just a a little... uh, brand change here she could still be famous yeah she could still have her little tlc shows or lifetime shows whatever it is that she has right she was on season 11 of dancing with the stars i just found that out <laughs> uh did not know that prior to this article um she could she she, she could still do all those things maybe 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 this is all a ploy Maybe she's got a really good PR person <laughs> who's like, we're going to plan this. You're going to swap teams, but we're yeah. going to pick we're exactly the right moment. Uh, it's now, sweetheart. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's now. So now this explodes. This, this is your chance. And then just as this explosion starts to die down, you come, that's when you come out with the swap team thing. Yep. You come out as a lesbian. <laughs> you. Uh, <laughs> that one's going to be a tougher sell considering tough uh, her history that we know about. Yeah, I know. But uh, but no, but, you come you come out as a now I'm pro non abstinence only uh, sex education yeah and I'm liberal yeah and I'm not Christian anymore yeah but I'm not gonna say she comes I don't want her on our team no you're right she needs to be a Jew she needs to convert to Judaism uh, she's gonna be a reformed Jew from now on that's where that's where I'm going with this I would piss her mom off it would be great yeah anyway uh, I'm gonna. St- Switch it up now. In the great state of Missouri, mm-hmm. uh, or Missouri, depending on what part of the state you're from. How you I decide think. to pronounce eyes. Right, exactly. <laughs> uh, there has been a law. There's a law, that, an abortion law, which requires women to wait 72 hours and review a, quote, informed consent booklet before they can have an abortion. <sighs> Uh, there are also very few abortion clinics left because they've they've tightened those screws the rules so tightly that uh, it's really hard to be an abortion clinic and follow all of their goddamn rules. Yeah. Okay. So there there are women all over the state who there's it's a long drive before they can get to a clinic, which means if they have to wait seventy two hours, they got to drive four hours 
or five, you know, six hours or whatever to get to the place. Mm. And then they got to wait two, two days Mm-mm. or three days. How many days is 72 hours? Uh, that would be three. Three days. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, so, uh, so, so obviously this is very onerous for uh, a woman uh, who has to deal with this. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we've talked about this before. We, we hinted that maybe this would happen. It is happening. The yeah. Satanic Temple is suing. Oh, they good. have filed a lawsuit. I, okay. Um, All right. Uh, Excellent. They're, they're, I'm sure it's very clever. Their member, uh, uh-huh. Mary Doe, uh, if you're not, is that really her last name? She's, I, unfortunately, her sister already got Jane. Right, exactly. Her, if your last name is Doe, you're just doomed to forever having people skeptical if you're saying you're right, your true name. That's, I, <laughs> that's just all there is to it. Is Doe actually a real last name? I don't know. I thought that's why it was that. Because it's not a real last name? Because it, like, was a name that, it was a word that just had never been a last name. Okay, anyway, anyway. Uh, this woman identified as Mary Doe. Uh, sought an uh, an abortion uh, was and then was required to do the seventy two hour thing. Um, however, uh, the Satanic Temple has made it a tenet of their religion that they have the right to uh, an immediate abortion without having to to go through all of that stuff. <laughs> um, and they're using the uh, the Hobby Lobby rules oh, ruling God. to. To claim, uh, which allowed private corporations to opt out of laws that violate their owners' religious beliefs. So now they're they're trying wow. they're trying to use that to uh, to fight these really stupid uh, things. Wow! Well, well done. She uh, she brought a letter. I'll remind people. She brought a letter uh, to her abortion uh, to her attempt at an abortion that says, "I choose to have an abortion today." Now and without further review of the booklet. <laughs> wow. Which they did not honor. So now wow. she's suing. Fantastic. So that's good. Well done. Uh, anyway, there you go. Hey, if you kids have any uh, anything you'd like to say about any of the stories we've just presented to you, there are ways that you can contact mm-hmm. us. You can uh, write to us at podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. Or you can leave us a voicemail. The telephone number is 424-666-8442. Yeah. Uh, go to the Facebook page, facebook.com slash TGI Atheist. Also on Facebook, you can search for the member, the TGIA Members Only Lounge. Yeah. Uh, you search for it, then you request to join it. And, and then, and then because I, you're a real listener, you'll get let in. I stalk your page uh, and get a little creepy about it. See, the more creepy you make it sound, Dan. <laughs> oh, they love it. <laughs> they love it. I know you love it. <sighs> All right, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, of course, it's a Pat Robertson break. Yeah, oh. Get another good one this week. We keep tra- we keep listening to other people's uh, audio just to There's put somebody else good. on there, but nobody gives it to us. It's quite the way yeah. Patty Boy does. A family that recently moved into my neighborhood claims to be Wiccan. I've heard from my son some of the things their daughter told him, and it really kind of frightened me to hear about spells and other concepts I've never heard of in the Bible. Should I let my son be friends with their daughter? Should I try to be friends with the family? I'm so unsure. What is the Christian thing to do, Pat? A thing like that, uh, you know, you look at the Old Testament and it says you don't intermarry with them. You don't give your sons to their daughters or their daughters to your sons. Their sons, uh, they'll corrupt you. And, uh, you know, these people, you know, they say as well as white, these are white witches versus black witches. There's no such thing as good witch. 
I mean, you know, it's all demonic, and you don't want your children involved in that stuff. I mean, they have power. Don't think it's not real. It is real, but it's real wrong. And uh, I, I would just say you, you're not permitted to go to their houses or have anything to do with them. I mean, they, they may seem to be very pleasant people and all that, but uh, they'll destroy your children, and you don't—you you have to protect them. They might be nice people there, <laughs> but— are you a good witch or a bad witch? <laughs> oh, he hates that part of that movie. There are no good witches. <laughs> They're all bad. They're all bad. Won't someone save the children? <laughs> and maybe the Tin Man? Oh, my God. These poor Wiccans. Oh, my goodness. It's so fucking funny. Uh, harmless. The Wiccan Witch Absolutely of the harmless. What are they? What are they going to do? Well, here's the thing. I think Except if you're Pat Robertson, people. if you're someone like Pat Robertson, you have this thing in your head. You somehow know deep down inside that if you deny that they have any power, ah, yes, then you're kind of on the road to denying that yep. you have any power. Yep, yep, absolutely. Like suddenly the magic disappears out of what you do. <laughs> you can't have that. It always does help to have sort of an, a good, solid adversary. Yeah. Some, somebody that oh, you, yeah. you can just, you can point at, they're evil, they're <laughs> bad. Yeah. And you know what? This is a really good way for you to scare your children. Yeah. And the so. The Wiccans are coming. It's Wiccans. also a great way to uh, to uh, make sure that you isolate and, and treat badly your neighbors. Yeah. This should be, yeah. Yeah. So that's good. It's a good, that's the Christian thing to do. It's the Christian thing to do. It really <laughs> is. Of course it is. Um, we had some crazy Christians on the block when I was a kid. I'm sure. Uh, the kids couldn't watch the Smurfs. <laughs> Were they allowed to play with the Mormon kid? Uh, we didn't play with them. Um, they, did, they didn't really come out that much. Oh. I think some of my friends that I played with a lot that were in the neighborhood, mm -hmm. they had played with them. Uh-huh. But they were they didn't really like playing with them because they were just kind of strange kids. Oh. And so I always just stayed away from them. Okay. But Oh, there you go. Not not for any like real reason. Although we are we were all the Mormon kids that were playing together. Yeah. In our Northern Californian Mormons tend to stick little, together, especially yeah, yeah. Uh, even if there's enough. If there's enough of them. And there were right. just enough. Right. Um, although we all had non Mormon friends too, but we uh yeah, to a certain extent. Yeah. There you go. Mormons in Utah can be dicks about it. Not let their kids very, play with non-Mormon. Very isolating, yeah. It, I was never that way. Like, my parents weren't like that. But yeah. there are... You grew there up are, on the East Bench in Salt Lake City, so... Yeah, it was a, a little, it was a liberal, little different. Liberal yeah. Mormon. If you get into the suburbs and it's just like, no, don't play with the... You yeah. you can play with any kids that you knew from... That you know from church. Well, you guys touched upon this. And the, mm. the, the, the more Mormons there are, the more... The more strict they get about right. who you can play with. Yeah. And so even, yeah, exactly. It Rachel from turn last... into the Mormon kid you right. can play with. Right. The one, the, the Mormon. dad drinks coffee. Yeah, exactly. The Mormon kid who's, who's, par who's one of their parents might not be as Mormon as, as we want. <laughs> Don't, you know what? Let's just, let's just knock them out too. They're not, they're out. They're out. You can't play with them either. Uh, oh boy. Um uh, did we have a voicemail that we were going to listen to? Yeah, we have one voicemail. Okay. Uh and uh yeah, let's just let's just play it. Hey, this is John. Just thinking about the idea of converting people to atheism, anti-theism and humanism in general. 
you know, I kind of feel in the same way, I think, about proselytizing such a thing as essentially saying anything that you've got sucks, and what I've got is awesome. Therefore, well, you suck as well. That's the kind of feeling that I get. Got a family situation where the uh, in-laws are Mormon a lot, and that does mean some difficulties. But throughout the years, just in basic conversations, dealing with him with respect and taking whatever he says at face value as this is something he believes, this is something he cares about, with time, I'm noticing that uh, some of my own speech quirks have been popping up. Little caveats in his language. Well, I don't know about, but, or maybe, or possibly, or I'm thinking maybe those kind of little self-doubting turns of phrase weren't in his vocabulary before. And now they are. So some of the hoodoo coming out of his mouth isn't as fervent. It isn't as active. He still thinks the end of times are here. But uh, we're working on that. Thanks, guys. It's a good show. I enjoy it. Right, thanks, John. Yeah, that, it it is nice when uh, when it starts to to chill, and mm-hmm. you know when when somebody's idea about what uh, 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 you know when when somebody finally realizes, oh, there's someone in the room who doesn't actually believe this, uh-huh. so I should say that I should use words like in my opinion, and yeah, when um, they start to respect you, yeah, the f- f- and the fact that you believe differently right yeah hmm. uh we have uh so thanks for the call uh we've we've got uh a one paypal donor Ooh, and a joyride donor okay so so thank you to Lori from paypal who uh who did a one-time donation really appreciate that and we have a new donor on joyride mm-hmm. thank you david awesome huh. uh here's the thing about joyride we are really close to achieving our next goal and we've kind of lost a lot of steam on this thing. Yeah. But we're right there. We're, we're really so close. We're so close. Super duper close. So if you guys, I mean, just push us over that edge. Uh, go to go to the Joyride. Uh, go to thankgodimatheist.com. Click on the Joyride button. We're so goddamn close to being able to, uh, to, to, to make some new improvements to the show. It would be really, really, really nice. Um, so thanks yeah, for that. Indeed. So well, now we'll, uh, we got a uh, an interview coming up. Interview. Uh, nice. So let's just kick it over to that. So I'm here with David Michael, uh, a man so nice they named him twice with two first names. <laughs> uh, hi, David. Hi, Dan. And uh, David is the uh, is the the progenitor, the founder, the the doer of the podcast, My Book of Mormon. Is that is that so? Uh, yeah, would you agree? I would go with, with host, but sure, we can use okay. all those other fancy names. <laughs> I like it. Um, so, uh, so you've been doing this for a while. Tell our listeners what your podcast is about. Well, I'm just uh, somebody that knew absolutely nothing about Mormonism at all outside of what South Park taught me, <laughs> and, which was quite a bit. Actually. Which is actually more than you think it is. <laughs> And so, yeah, I just decided I would uh, read the Book of Mormon, see what it had to say, and record myself doing it, and just kind of anything that popped in my head as I was reading it, just say it out loud. So, nice. Yeah, didn't didn't know if anyone would like it, how it would go, but it, it turned out that, I don't know, enough people like it that kept me going. So, yeah. Yeah. It's an interesting way. I mean, if, you gotta, if you've got to read a horrible book, 
You might it's as not well. that bad. Okay. I think you just have a lot of baggage associated with it. <laughs> okay. There was a lot of fun parts. You're uh, you're defending the book. I like it. Well, there's some fun parts. Okay. There's a whole Kill Bill scene where a guy just goes and starts chopping people's arms off. That's fun. That's fun. That's true. That's true. You're forgetting all the fun stuff, Dan. The, the, the arms thing was always... It's so it's so gruesome, I it's, but I as a kid I remember like hearing about all the arms getting t- cut off, and I was like, "Oh, awesome!" Well, David in the Bible did it with foreskin, so I think <laughs> I think it's probably better. Yeah, yeah, arms. arms just cut yeah. off the arms. They make good trophies. You can just sort of hang them around your house. If or you whatever. had the choice, sure. If you had to lose one. <laughs> anyway, yeah, foreskins don't make a good trophy at all. No. <laughs> So how have you found the process? You're all the way through the Book of Mormon. You're into other uh, the, the other books in the Mormon canon at this point. Right. Yep. Finish uh, the book. Talk to us about your experience of like going through that and, and also your listeners' experience of having you do that. Yeah. So I, I probably would have quit after, I don't know, I, I wouldn't have made it very long if I didn't have the listeners reacting the way they did. So mm. I, I originally did it. I thought it was a show that, that atheists that were interested in Mormonism might find interesting because mm. it is something that, at least in my world, I'm from Chicago. It's just not something we are exposed to. Right. right? And so I'd heard, I'd heard rumors. I actually thought that they were urban legends, like the magic underwear, <laughs> you know, and, like stuff like that. You're just like, well, that's, that's probably bullshit. Right. People aren't really, turns out anyway, um, <laughs> it's a real thing, but so uh, that's what I kind of thought the demographic would be that would listen to it. But it turns out the show really picked up when the ex-Mormon community that I didn't really know existed got a hold of it. And um, it just well, among the social media within that world, it really picked up steam. And lots of people started reaching out saying how therapeutic the show was and how much it was helping them. And I was like, uh-oh, I was just, <laughs> I was just trying to. Trying to make a few laughs, and now it's turned into something else. So now you have to do it. Yeah, you're locked in. So many people said that like they'd left the church, or they kind of they had accepted that it wasn't true, but they were blaming themselves for that. Like, oh. like that they were holding onto this guilt that they didn't have enough faith. That's right? so fucking Mormon. Yeah, <laughs> that's like exactly how you do the perfect Mormon way to not be Mormon anymore is to blame yourself like you did yeah. some shit wrong. Yeah. yeah. So then. I guess listening to me read this book, and even other people thought that the one thing they couldn't get past is how any human being could have written this wonderful book, you know, because <laughs> all their whole life they're told that, right? That right. You know it's true, because how could anyone write this if it wasn't yeah. God? And so then just to hear someone that has no exposure to it, doesn't have anyone over their shoulder telling them what they're supposed to believe when they read it, right. just read it for what it's worth, it's... Yeah, it's it's not very impressive at all, really. No, it's not a great piece of literature. It's no. I mean, it's no Game of Thrones. No, no, oh, no. I, 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 Harry Potter's better. <laughs> anyway, any other fantasy book, sure, definitely better. Sure. Although that arms thing was pretty cool. Yeah, it was a small Again. bit. It was a small bit. But then the problem is, it lost quite a bit of creative juice the longer it went. Oh, so yeah, you had like early on, you had these battle scenes that were epic. Yeah. I mean, there was a scene where, like, so many people were dying that they created, like, a land bridge across a river with bodies, and that's how they got across. It was like, wow, this is a really <laughs> exciting stuff. And then later in the book, it was like, they had a great battle, the likes of which the Earth has never seen. <laughs> hey, and then it was hey, it. hey. Done. Yeah. That's not good writing. No. And then they also had the, and God came and told him many things that were so great they could never be spoken. You're like, that's just cheating. <laughs> that's just, that you're doesn't not, count. you've run out of steam, sir. Definitely. Sir, you have run out of steam. So, oh, I should mention to my listeners, uh, they're going to be confused because Frank's not talking. Oh, touche. Because uh, Frank's not here. So Frank, Frank didn't make it for this part of the show. 
Don't be confused. He'll be back at the end of the show. Anyway, sorry. Go on with what you're saying. Or we just have him tied up in that corner, not letting him talk. Don't, don't tell them. <laughs> That's, then they'll know. Okay. Frank's fine. Frank's he's, fine. He's not tied up in the corner at all. He is just, he's just wonderful. Right. We'll feed him later. Well, so that, that, that changed the, I guess, dynamic of the show. Mm. Kind of really motivated me to keep going with it. Um, I, it's, it's really evolved into quite a few different avenues I never expected. So, for example, there's a drinking game in the show. Excellent. It was a listener-created uh, game <laughs> where uh, every time the book says it came to pass or yay, you have to take a drink. Holy shit. Happens a lot. That's dangerous. It is. That's alcohol poisoning. It can be. Now, now it, so I recommend anyone who's going to listen to the show, look at the show notes first because I do have a guide that says <laughs> wow. how many beers it will take to get through this episode. <laughs> Yeah. The record, by the way, was 17. Holy crap. Yeah, that one. You guys have to understand, like, Joseph Smith, let's just assume that Joseph Smith was lying when he said that this is all actually a record of a people that lived in on the American continent. I'm going to go out on a ledge and say that's a safe assumption. Yeah. So, assuming that, then Joseph Smith himself wrote this thing in the 1800s in language that he stole from the King James Bible. So it feels so he's really working hard to get that uh that King Jamesy feel. And in doing so, he uses the phrase it came to pass a hundred million times. A lot, yeah. More like way more than the Bible uses that phrase. Now it's had a bad uh, effect, apparently, on a lot of people that, that are still kind of in the church. Oh. So now they go to their church on Sunday and the bishop's up there reading. And they had it's it's all they're worth to not yell drink every time they hear <laughs> it came to pass. <laughs> That's I like that. That's good. You they know. should drink, but they'll just have to drink a little cup of sacrament water. It does seem to be even people that are out of the church. That seems to be the last thing you really got to get them. Wait. Like get them to drink alcohol. Yeah, that's not an easy step to get people to take it. I tell you, man, I didn't do it for, for one thing. When you, if you make it all the way into your like mid twenties slash thirties or whatever without mm-hmm. drinking, you know, as a teenager, if you start to drink as a teenager or as an early twenties something, like you have strong motivation to try to drink. Sure. Everybody, you know, everybody's drinking. Everybody's trying this thing. So, like, you get over the fact that it all tastes like shit. And, you know, you don't, nobody likes alcohol the first time they try it. You have to acquire that taste. I suppose. (laughs) There are those, there are those who would argue with me on that point. I know I didn't, though. So, I didn't drink long after I, I uh, left the church. Yeah. Just because. It would be common, though. It's gross. And so, I mean, I guess I I can relate. Because I was in the military, uh-huh. so uh, and even when I was in college, I was still in the National Guard uh-huh. like, to help the tuition stuff. And so, yeah, everybody else is out smoking weed, and it just wasn't an option for me. Mm. And so by the time it was an option, it was like, well, that's not really something everyone's just doing anymore. You know what I mean? Right, so yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. when do you just jump into that world? Yeah, yeah exactly. I get it. I get exactly. it. So, so, yeah, I mean, I can see that. I can see a Mormon's just, yeah, I don't know how to drink, and I don't... And you don't know what you're doing, too. That's the other thing, is True. like... You know, everybody else is a decade into their drinking. Sure. And you're you're so far behind. I don't, what is, why do I feel bad in the morning? Well, you can write a book for them, I think. I've, you know, because it's like if you start with like Moscato or something, something that's like <laughs> white grape juice, you know, and then work your way up. And sure. like the final chapter is tequila shots. Right. You know exactly. I mean? yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You don't want to start. Uh, and I did it stupidly. I didn't do any research about how to do this. You're absolutely right. Frank and I have actually talked about doing a like 
how to drink once you're once you've done with mormonism like how yeah. to be an adult and again series or whatever but yeah because when i started to drink when i tried it the first time the first thing i did was go out with my other friend who didn't know how to drink and buy a fifth of uh jack daniels and just drown that thing between the two of us and I mean, then we were very very sick I mean that's that's like kind of the fast track, you right? Know? Yeah, yeah. That's, that's another option. I just wanted to know what it felt like to be drunk, so I was and like, "You found out." Give me the shortest line between me <laughs> and Blotto. Okay, we'll do this. Blah blah blah. And I was vomiting for a year and a half. Yeah. Okay. It's not good. Probably not. Anyway, uh, you. So you're in Salt Lake City. I am. Uh, and today, you got to visit the Mormon Temple. I did. What, what did you think? Oh, it was very exciting. So you got to understand, I've I've been, I've very intentionally not wanted to know what's coming up. Oh, through, cool. Throughout the whole book, so it was always and and the listeners of the show have been fantastic about not telling me. Right? <laughs> Even like uh, all the paintings we saw today, uh-huh. these were they Freiburg or Freiburg? Uh-huh. Yeah. So like when name, I would release the name an the episode, painter. there'd yeah. be like the people were in a race to see who could like post that first on the website <laughs> like oh we finally get to show you this painting you know oh that's awesome and, uh, so they're really good about that so so a lot of this stuff i've been reading this book just as a literary work sure without any of the, of the other stuff around it so now that i've finished reading the book i kind of feel open to like explore what is mormonism and yeah it's uh it's it's pretty fun yeah you got the crash course today and it's also fun because the only understanding i have is the book of mormon and you know this the book of mormon has very little to do with being a Mormon. Right. Actually, I would say nothing to do with it, right. really. And it's, uh, it's, so so there's things in the book where we were laughing today about there was this dream about this horrible, great and spacious building, and that's where all the sinners are. Right. So we walk into this, this grand assembly hall, and the tour guide immediately is bragging that this is the largest assembly hall in the world. Right. It's not a sports arena, and you can fit two 747s in here. And it's like, so it's great and spacious. Right. You're, great. What you're saying to me is that you have a great and spacious building. Yeah. Great. Yeah, because the great, the great and spacious building in Mormon lore in the Book of Mormon represents the pride of mankind, and it's evil. All the bad people are there. That's yeah. where they go. Well, wealth in general is pretty demonized in the Book of Mormon quite right. a bit. Right, Yeah, and so then you're just, like, surrounded by all this opulence. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, no, it's okay. God gave us this. Yeah, you, you get the sense that Joe Smith didn't really anticipate how big his shit was going to get. Yeah. yeah he, d- he did not realize where it would go. I, d- I do wonder, though, if you went back and said to him, this is what's going to happen, would he be okay with that? I don't know. Yeah. I, 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 frankly, I'm guessing. Like, just I, I my never re- would have guessed in his wildest imaginations that there'd be millions of people and a state, or actually several states, that are wrapped around the shit he came up with. Yeah. I, there's no way he could have envisioned that. No, no. And, but, I mean, I... Would he be surprised? Probably, but yeah. an ego big enough to like start a religion. That is true. There's like a meg- megalomania there that yeah, I, Steal, he, stealing people's wives and children and making yeah. them your wives. Yeah, okay. He might. I mean, that that kind of a guy is probably like, yeah, that sounds about right. That's what I did. <laughs> right. I figured. Pretty sure that was going to happen for sure. So yeah, yeah, yeah we uh, we we went and saw the. Uh, the space Jesus. We did see space Jesus. It's a. It's just a weird, very weird, weird place. So Whoa. it's a big statue of Jesus, and it's like uh, in, in kind of a round room, uh-huh. like a dome ceiling. Yeah, and it's just space painted all around them with these random planets. One of them being Earth. Yes, and uh, and these other planets you can't tell. 
that yeah. all seem to just be wandering around. And then rain clouds in space. Yes, clouds in space. I don't know if you guys know that that is the thing. But yeah, but, yeah, but basically cumulonimbus hey. clouds just chilling And there's in space. no plaque in there explaining why this is there. <laughs> no. It just is. It's yeah. Just, you just got to accept it for what it is. But there's a lot of stuff like that. Like yesterday... I went and saw the, uh, uh, what's the gardens? Gilgal Gardens. Gilgal Gardens. And there's a Sphinx statue with the face of Joseph Smith on it, which right. is one of the creepiest things I've ever seen. And amazing. <laughs> and awesome. Sure. <laughs> there are some weird stuff in that little garden, though. Right. Very That's not weird. an official church place. That, like, the, the church never owned that. That was some Mormon sculptor. Who was a little bit off his nut, I yeah, think, and yeah. uh, and just did it. And now the now the city owns it and takes care of it. Oh, so the church still doesn't finance it at all? No, man, isn't that amazing? It's weird. If you're if you're in the Salt Lake, if you're in Utah and you visit Salt Lake, you need to find Gilgal Gardens. It's pretty wild. Mm-hmm. Quite. So this journey that you've been on, you've been you've been you're you know you've you've done the thing that most Mormons haven't done. Uh, you know, most Christians haven't read the Bible, and most Mormons haven't read the entire uh, Book of Mormon cover to cover. True. Uh, what do you think? Are you a Mormon now? Did no, they get it you? didn't work. So there's a thing at the very end. Right. Everyone calls it the Moroni Promise. I call it the Moroni Challenge because it seemed more <laughs> like a challenge. Right. You're basically supposed to pray, and if you really ask well, and, and God will give you a sign that it's true, and uh, I didn't get the sign. I tried. Oh. No sign no sign you did it wrong i did so all That's... of the apparently there's a lot of mormon listeners uh-huh. like actual believing mormons really listen to the show and and i knew of some of them uh-huh. there's a few one of them is actually a donor to the show wow who just says i think it's great that somebody that's not one of us wants to read it and so i just i want to support you and i still that still blows my mind that's but, yeah that seems like he's making a mistake I, I, yeah. <laughs> you don't understand it's what's happening like, right now maybe he's not listening <laughs> maybe he just heard about it and he's got money and he's sharing it that's maybe amazing. that's what's happening but when after that episode at the very end I got a ton of emails uh-huh. from all these Mormons. Wow. And I was like, you've been here the whole time? Where have you been, right? Right. So they've been just kind of like lurking in the background listening. And I think a lot of them are disappointed because from what I understand, Mormons are raised to, you know, preparing for their mission, right? Right. This missionary trip. Yeah. And, and on that mission trip, the goal is to get people to read the Book of Mormon. If you accomplish that, God will take care of the rest. Yeah. So that's what they're told. Yeah. So a lot, you know, several people actually said to me, that they were so excited when they heard about this project because it's like, we get to hear someone convert. And I mean, they were just, there was no doubt in their mind it would happen. Right. That's what they've been told their whole life. Sure. And so when it got to the end and it didn't phase me, then they were kind of like, well, something you just, you didn't, yeah. You, you weren't sincere. You weren't, you were broken. You... Well, I was told I didn't, because I didn't believe it was true, I didn't get a sign. So you have to believe something's true to ask for a sign that it's true. Right. That, that doesn't add up at right. all. Well, I mean, all Christians kind of have that take, right? The take is you start with faith, and then it gets confirmed for you. Yeah, I guess so. It's like you have to build in the cognitive bias first. because yeah, it's impossible to get there otherwise. <laughs> right. You can't. It's a, it's a tricky logical conundrum yeah. a little bit. It's a chicken and egg proposition, or rather they say... Here we're going to give you this chicken, and you have to make sure that you believe in the chicken. I don't know. It's a. It's all very wrong. There's no way to describe it. Right. Yeah. But yeah. So that that I think people were disappointed. But no, I'm afraid it didn't work. Didn't take. Oh. Yeah. You, know. hey, you were telling me. I don't me, think the book was written 
in a way to be read cover to cover. So I read it like a book. Right. You start at page one, you go to the end. Sure. And I don't I don't think any Mormons read it that way. No. Like, I mean, every now more... and then they, they challenge you to, the Mormons challenged, have challenged their parishioners. But, but it's not well written in that sense. No. Like, even the very beginning of it starts out with some of the most batshit stuff. So right. it's like, that shouldn't be in the beginning. Right, right. Like, maybe make that a, an appendix. You know, why don't, don't you don't why don't, open what, up with that? Can you can you uh, can you uh, give an example of something that you thought was well? The, the one of the first things you see is like I mean, one of the first pages is these testimonies of these witnesses, mm-hmm. right? So it's like before you even start reading it, you have these letters that some three people signed that said, "Yeah, we we pinky swear this is true, right? Like really, it happened." Well, and what they're swearing to to the truthfulness of is not the book itself, but the story. The origin story behind the book. Right. And will you will you briefly just sort of go into where this book ostensibly came from? Yeah, all right, Joseph sure, Smith? sure. So I'll do it pretty quick. So we had uh, we had these people, these, these people in Jerusalem, and this one family moved to America, <laughs> and then uh, because, you know, they, they had to, promised land. Th- th- we're not talking about, like, 1962. Oh, no, this is about 600 B.C. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. Somehow they they managed to make it across the ocean. I just built some boats. Get over it. (laughs) Noah could do it. It was even earlier. It's fine. So built some boats, came over. Uh, I was skipping a ton. Not even talking about the magic brass ball, which was great. Right. But uh, then so they get here, and then uh, they basically start this very large, massive civilization. Eventually, they fracture two different sides, and there's millions of them. Right. And they're... they, they. very sophisticated, very advanced. They sure. have all kinds of metalworking. They're mining all kinds of things that somehow chariots. They have horses and oh, chariots and amazing. stuff. Amazing animals that weren't here were here. God really hooked them. He blessed the shit out of them. Right, that's all I'm saying. Right, that happened. So all that happens. Um, but eventually, they just keep fighting, and uh, they all die out. And then, um, and I'm skipping so much. Here. Yeah, yeah, this yeah. is a high, very high level. But the good news is that they they cataloged it all in these golden plates and uh, went and buried them. You know, had to keep him safe. Yes. So the guy that buried him comes back, I don't know, 2,000 years later, about 1,500 years later, to Joseph Smith, and he's like, hey, I in, buried some plates. In upstate New York. It, yeah, yeah. It <laughs> turns out it's in your backyard. Right. you got a good farm. It's right out here. So he digs them up, and uh, he gives them these magic rocks. If he looks through them, he can translate it, and that's what the Book of Mormon is. So the very beginning of the book is these guys saying, yeah, that, that happened. Yeah. True, true story. Yeah. Joseph Smith was digging around in his woods and found golden plates upon which were written this record of this ancient peoples. Uh, yes, of curious curious workmanship, I mm-hmm. think they said. Yeah. So yes. basically, and if you really read them the way I did and just like, what does this thing say? Uh-huh. It actually says, yeah, we saw some weird shit. Like, that's what the letters say. Right. These guys. They're right. just basically, yeah. So that happens. Then Joseph Smith tells the story of his testimony of how this angel floated down. Turned him on. I don't know if you forgot that. He's yeah. going on and on about how his robe was open and he had this magnificent bosom. It was, it was pretty hot. Anyway. Nice. It's so, like uh, Ricardo Montalban in it was, Star it was Trek good 2. Stuff. So then uh, he shows him where the plate. So this is like how the book opens. Uh-huh. Like these angels floating around. and We have plates being dug up. It's just like, oh, my God, this is how you start? No, yeah. this is bad. And, and it's like every other book, like the Bible or the Quran or any other. They don't need an intro. No. They just start with their story. So just start with your story. So that's my advice to the Mormon church. Just take that whole beginning <laughs> out. Like, it doesn't need to be there. Or put it at the end. Yeah. Or in a pe- yeah, an appendix. Sure. 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 Yeah. Anything. You got your glossary, your index, and where'd this come from? I think that's you fine. were supposed to skip that stuff and go straight into the 
Well, that's it. But it didn't say that. No. Give me instruction. No. Well, no. you you should have intuited that. That was another thing. Everyone <laughs> always told me, you're pronouncing all the names wrong. <laughs> and there's a pronunciation guide at the end. And I'm like, I, I swore I'd read it cover to cover. I can't jump ahead to the end. So right. I'll do my best. There yeah. you go. So, yeah. I butchered quite a few of the names. What was the one you said? There's a guy, Abinadi. Abinadi. And there's a road in Salt Lake City that's Abinadi Road, but everybody calls it Abinadi because nobody knows. Because, Yeah. <laughs> It's, it's not all Mormons here in here in Utah. Right. So I probably said Abenadi at one point. Yeah, that's what it looks like. Uh, has it been a good experience for you? Well, I mean, if I was doing it alone, just reading the Book of Mormon, I would probably say no. I didn't get anything out of it. Right. It wasn't a value-added read. <laughs> right. Well, what's been good is the community that formed around the show. Excellent. So all of the different, you know, ex-Mormons and even doubting Mormons and my God, apparently even real Mormons that just kind of coalesced around the show. And, um, and we've been able to do a lot of good stuff with that. So uh, we've started a, a, a found not a foundation, it's a scholarship called the Taylor Scholarship, which um, pays for people that are in need of, of therapy to deal with the faith crisis that they're in. That's amazing. Um, especially with like just some of the stuff you get, like the emails people send are just heart-wrenching. Yeah. And, uh, and, and I don't know of another... I mean, I'm sure they exist, but it's one of these. What's different about Mormonism and like other religions in the U.S. is that it's so insulated, mm. like especially out here. It's not like so I grew up in a very evangelical Christian home and it sure. was Christian school and church three times a week and all that. But I could still go down the block and play with the heathen kids. Right. I mean, right. it's you know, it's that's where everyone else can do that. You can expose yourself. But people here, there is no go down the block you go down the block and there's more mormons yeah. right and so the uh this sense of how trapped people feel within it and feeling like they can't get out and then there's people with sexual identity issues and they don't know how to deal with that and so uh, i i wanted to do something more and so we started that it's been going amazingly well the amount that people contribute to that That's... to help strangers and, and in a sense and they'll never even know a lot of times even who you're helping right. or, or the result because, you know, the doctor-patient confidentiality. So they don't even know and they're still willing to give. And so we've raised thousands and thousands for that. That's amazing. And we just partnered with uh, the Open Stories Foundation. Okay. And so that's uh, they have a network across the country. You can go to the – I think it's OpenStoriesFoundation.org. I might be wrong about the website. Google that, Open mm -hmm. Stories Foundation. You'll find it. And, yeah, by state it shows every therapist that they've kind of vetted that can deal with these issues in a, in a good way. That's great. And so, um, and yeah, and, and even if you need it and you even find someone you want, but you can't afford it, that's what this scholarship's for. So it's been, uh, it's been pretty awesome. And then also I set up this kind of, I was just too busy to try and help everybody. Sure. So we set up this uh, support network amongst listeners. So one person was needed a friend and I could just pair him up with somebody else. And yeah, it's been, it's been really cool watching, how much people are willing to help each other, especially if it's like, I've been there and yeah. I know what you're going through. Cause that yeah. was another thing I had. I, I couldn't really relate. Sure. I, I don't know what it means to be trapped in a Mormon culture. I've never right. been there. Right. And so being able to give people that kind of support has been helpful too. So in that sense, it's been one of the most rewarding things I've ever done in my life. Oh, that's great. And, uh, but no, the book itself was just the byproduct. I mean, at that, that was the necessary evil had to get through it to create this good thing. That's awesome. But it's been a lot of fun. And, and it's also gotten me drunk quite a few times when I played along with the drinking game. Boom. See, <laughs> it's a win-win for everybody. Yeah. No, nobody loses in this game. Well, 
David, thank you so much for coming on. Not and, a uh, we, we really wish you the best of luck with it. Uh, if anyone wants to hear the show, yes, you will go to mybookofmormonpodcast.com, and pretty much everything you need to know is there. All the, yeah. If you can't figure it out from there, you shouldn't be on the internet. Or you're also on all of the basic. Yep. Yeah. Uh, iTunes, uh, Stitcher, Spreaker, all that stuff, too. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Well, congratulations and uh, and 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 our best to you. For and the let me future. just say, yeah, I love your show, and I'm not just saying that because I'm on it. I've been on a lot of shows. I think you and Frank are awesome, <laughs> and keep doing what you're doing. Never stop. You've kind of been my white whale, quite frankly. Oh. I've always wondered, am I ever going to get to be on that awesome show? Well, I finally did it. So now I'm just going to quit podcasting. Yeah, you're it's done. Done. You're done. You've you've achieved the the pinnacle. Of not, nothing greater because you almost never have guests. That's true. That's so on. I had to fly out here to get this interview. Yeah. So yeah. let that be a lesson to the rest of you. <laughs> get out here. <laughs> if you're anyway. Uh, yeah. Thanks for coming on. We appreciate you having you. Thank you. Well, if you'd like to chime in on anything that you've heard today on the show, yes. you can do so. Yeah. Dan, how do they uh, how do they write to us? Uh, get pen and paper and <laughs> scan it. We should get a P.O. box <laughs> or a fax machine, oh. which is what it sounds like you were about to. Well, I was going to say just email it to us. Write uh, write a letter okay. in, in, in longhand and then and then scan it and email it to th- uh, podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. Or you could skip all of that. Mm-hmm. And just leave us a voicemail message. Yeah, that'd be great. Uh, the telephone number is 424-666-8442. Right. Uh, go to the Facebook page, facebook.com slash Atheist. And also on Facebook, you can search for the TGIA Members Only Lounge. Uh, request to join. Dan uh, will let you in. Yep. Uh, it's a good conversation over there. Hey, thanks, Mackenzie, for taking care of that Facebook page for us. It's always uh, a pleasure on there. And thank you to the Red Rock Hot Club for letting us use their music. And thank you, dearest of listeners. That's you personally. I'm talking to you right now for joining us today. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.